Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, host of the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. In the health and fitness space, there can be so many rules, recommendations, and oftentimes restrictions. On this show, we talk all things freedom. Whether you've been training for years or are looking to take the first steps in your health and fitness journey, this show will fuel your body, mind, and soul to break free from what you've heard in the past and find your version of health and fitness, the one that works for you. Now let's fuel our freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel Your Freedom podcast. My name is Emily, and I am your host. Today, we are talking all things meal prep. I personally love meal prep. I have been prepping for years. Um, I know it's not everyone's jam, but even if it's not, I encourage you to stay tuned. Perhaps you have a view of meal prep that is different from some of the information that might be relayed in this episode. I think when we hear the word meal prep, we hear or we visualize a countertop laid out with perfectly portioned ingredients. It's very symmetrical. You know the picture. You're, you can see it in your mind each day's meals and snacks perfectly laid out and portioned. And that's not how I do meal prep. I use techniques from that perhaps uh, in my weekly prep of meals, but it doesn't always look the same and it's definitely not always Pinterest worthy. So let's hop right on into it. Uh, now, these meal prep hacks, tips, tricks, whatever you want to call them, aren't going to focus much on food choices, but I do want to kind of touch on this just briefly before we get started. So following a generally healthy eating is going to be crucial to kind of any fitness goal, but more important, health goal, right? So when we say health and fitness, health should be paramount. We should build our diet to be made up of around 80% whole, nutrient-dense, minimally processed foods, and then we can add in those other foods about 20% of the time. Now, again, that's a very general recommendation. I don't know anything about you, your goals, your health, uh, or your nutrition habits, so take with that what you will, but kind of when we talk about it, and when I meal prep, I am speaking within that kind of 80% that I previously laid out. So that 80% allows me to stay on track with my goals, make progress to where I want to be. And that other 20% I save for meals out with friends or family, new recipes that I might make on a you know date night at home or on a weekend, and different baking. I love baking almost as much as I love cooking. Um, but I personally don't love healthy swaps in baking. So it's a full out baking when I do it. So uh, that being said, 80% is where my meal prep conversation falls. That other 20% uh, falls more within those more uh, out to eat type meals, if you will. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. So my first tip is to plan, plan, and plan again, right? It's not only true in many other areas of our life, but when we take time to plan, we are setting ourselves up for success in the future. Now, I have two tips within this. First, pick your protein first. Protein is usually the trickiest macronutrient for a lot of people, and there are very tough grab-and-go options. Those options often 
are uh, protein shakes or protein bars, right? They consist of those options. Uh, beef jerky would be another like kind of easy grab and go non-refrigerated option there. But per- personally, I try and keep some of the shakes and bars to a minimum. I try to get more of my protein from whole sources when I can. Uh, that being said, I usually do have like, in all honesty, at least one shake a day uh, to help me do get my protein in. And I just love drinking them, especially in the summer. But when I meal prep, my proteins are picked and prepped first, right? My meals are based around a protein source every single time I cook. Because for me, that's my trickiest macronutrient that I can get in. So some of my favorite go-tos, chicken breast uh, or boneless, skinless chicken thigh, lean ground beef, venison, ground turkey, and pork tenderloin are some of the meats that I often use. I would probably also add in egg whites there. I do eat a fair amount of egg whites, um, whether it's in hard-boiled eggs or simply the carton of egg whites, uh, and then going from there. So picking proteins first, I find to be super helpful. Second, make a shopping list in the order of your grocery store. So this is one of my favorite ways to reduce spending time in the store. Just from my time management in my life perspective, I don't always have hours to spend wandering the store, looking through the aisles, or backtracking. So if you have a go-to store, it's probably easy to figure out the order of the store. You walk in, You go right to, you know, for me, you go right to the produce first. You get all of your produce. You kind of come along the side. You get the meat. You come along the other side. You get the dairy. And then you circle back, pop in the aisles for the things you might need, and then go from there. So that's my go-to usually. So when I make my list, I will personally put it in that order. So A, I don't forget anything. And B, I don't wander the aisles and find things that I probably don't need, but look really good or new products, etc. So that's one of my favorite ways to plan ahead and save myself time and also make my meal prep more efficient because it can get a little bit long. Second tip, it's all about the seasonings. Lately, I've been eating largely the same thing. Honestly, when it comes to meal prep, I try not to overcomplicate it. There's a protein, there's a starchy carb, and there's a veggie. However, they're rarely seasoned the same. And I I mean hardly ever. One, let's take two of my meals. One was teriyaki with lean ground beef, quinoa, peppers, onions, and sugar snap peas. One was buffalo chicken with chicken breast, sweet potatoes, broccoli, and carrots, right? It's food from those same categories and all I did was change the seasonings. It might be a little bit strange in this example, but hypothetically, I could swap that seasoning on either meal and just cook them to match, right? So largely all my food falls within that lean protein, some sort of vegetable, and a carb. The fat will come in either the cooking oil or obviously I sometimes add to my meals, um, but that's not a main source for me. Um, It's not something that I focus on. I really focus on that protein, especially first, uh, especially when I'm meal prepping. Fat is super easy um, for me to kind of add into my meals. So small caveat, 
as you do use different sauces or seasonings, make sure you're watching the calories with those thick sauces, such as barbecue sauce, salad dressings, or other sweetened sauces. They can really pack in the calories without realizing it. So I would recommend swapping in rubs or using dry seasonings um, or lower calorie sauces like mustard, salsa, or like a DIY marinade where you actually just combine it yourself so you know more of what's in it. Uh, and those calories perhaps can be made a little bit lower without sacrificing for flavor. So just a small caveat there, especially if you are someone who is watching your calories, sauces are not calorie free. My next tip is changing cooking methods makes it a whole new meal. Now, in addition to changing seasoning, swapping out cooking methods creates almost an entirely new meal, right? There are manufacturers of the food we eat who put thousands and thousands of dollars into researching the texture of their foods, right? There's a, oh gosh, I'm going to blink on what it's called and it's not in my notes, but our body as we eat food responds to different textures. So it is a very, to make things more palatable, having a variety of textures is important within our meals. Again, there's going to be a little bit of individual difference here, but for most people, and the research does show that we can have a little bit more variety of texture that's usually more uh, rated as more highly palatable as well. So pretty cool stuff. Um, But this is where different cooking methods come into the mix. We can likely keep the same food, but create an entirely new meal experience with that food. So I'm going to use a sweet potato because A, it's one of my favorite foods, but B, we can use it so many ways. So first up is bake it, right? We can do a baked potato. We could, one thing I like to do is bake the potato, kind of hollowed out a little bit. I'll probably eat the other stuff, uh, the other inside of it, but then I'll put in um, whatever my protein is, maybe some beans, some sauteed peppers, a little cheese. You have like a loaded taco sweet potato, right? Super easy and you still have that potato, you can saute it. Um, I love to shred and then like lightly spray with cooking spray. And I'll essentially make hash browns to throw in like a breakfast bowl or on the side of a breakfast. Roasting them, um, which I understand can be the same thing as baking them. But to me, we cut it up in cubes here, right? So that's a super easy way, like mass prepped sweet potatoes, roasting in cubes. So easy. I can't even stress it enough. I basically do it every week. Um, And then finally, using a kitchen appliance, right? So sometimes we can't always heat up the house or we don't want to, but there's air fryer, pressure cooker, crock pot, etc. are all great ways to prep in bulk. Now, that is all the same texture. Obviously, you're prepping it all in the same thing, but it can be super helpful if you need to prep a lot of whatever you're cooking. That brings me to our next point here which is talking about prepping in bulk and then combining into meals when you eat, right? I used to prep all my meals in those meal containers. That cliche picture in your mind when I say meal prep that you're visioning with all the laid out containers, they were single servings, grab and goes, heat it and eat, right? Super easy. And at the time I needed that. But One thing I've started doing probably in the last two or three years or so is keeping our food prepped in bulk. So I'll cook two proteins, two carbs, and maybe a couple of vegetable options. And when I cook them, I'll keep them 
fairly plain on the seasonings. Um, some I might designate specifically to one thing, but oftentimes I'll just use, you know, a simple salt, garlic, pepper, or something very not, uh, how am I trying to say this? Not very exact, right? I'm not going to season them with like bold barbecue flavors if I know I'm going to use them in not a barbecue dish or if I want the freedom to not use them in a barbecue dish, right? This allows me to have different meals throughout the week by only making like set things and then just combining them in different ways. This is also super helpful in family style meals, right? So kids won't need the same amount of food as adults and might not even enjoy the same seasonings. Or maybe you're trying to lose weight and your partner is trying to gain weight or vice versa. Maybe we have different health and fitness goals. This is super easy to either drop out the carb portion, up the veggie portion, add in extra protein, get in a few more carbs before a workout. So, so easy. And we're not locked into a set portion of each of these ingredients when they're all prepped in bulk. So something super nice um, and a a really nice way that I've found to kind of match with my days uh, as I'm going lately. So when it comes to this goes hand in hand in planning here. We're going to start talking about the actual prep. So until this point, we've really talked about planning, maybe getting into a little bit of prep with that last um, thing and prep as in actually cooking the food. But when we cook food, this brings me to my next one. Multitasking is key, right? When we can get a handle on what we're cooking and times for each of the things we're cooking, we can reduce the time we spend in the kitchen each week. Now, this is not going to be an overnight thing. It takes trial and error to figure this out, and it does take some time spent in the kitchen. But when we first start, while you're planning and prepping and cooking, note the cooking time of each thing, right? For example, potatoes need to be roasted for longer than broccoli, right? So for me, I would dice and season the potatoes first, put them in the oven to start cooking, then prep and season the broccoli and put it in after the potatoes have been cooking for some time. When you pull them out, they should be done cooking close to the same time as opposed to cooking the broccoli first, wasting the time prepping the broccoli while nothing else is happening. I can get a head start on prepping those potatoes right off the bat. Sometimes I'll also split it up into two kind of meal prep sessions. So I'll wash and chop the veggies right away when I get home from the store. Now this doesn't happen often, but if I can arrange it to give myself an hour and a half and just chop up those veggies, mostly to save save some space in the fridge. But then when I have time to cook a day or two later, I just have to toss in seasoning, toss them in a pan, combine them, right? This is also great if you love raw veggies to snack on in the fridge because they're already cut for you. You've already built that prep time into your grocery shopping time, if you will. So super, super nice. But finding that multitasking has been a game changer. It took a long time for me to kind of really get a handle on it. But now I've found so much benefit in all those years of trial and error when it did take me a longer time to do it. Finally, my last tip for you, sometimes it pays to pay for convenience, right? My final meal prep tip 
is something we see in the store, but we don't often think about incorporating due to cost and like efficiency. Well, not efficiency because it's 100% efficient, but cost is a huge barrier here. The grocery store is filled with pre-prepped or easy to prep foods. Obviously, they're also sold at a premium compared to the unprepared counterparts. So if you're like me, you leave them there and opt to do the prepping, chopping, and cutting yourself. Saves plastic, saves money, all around a little bit better of an option, especially when you're buying for an entire week. However, as we kind of get into summer with everything happening, chances are we're going to be busier than usual on our weekends. It's almost inevitable for most people. These busy times are when pre-prepped foods can come into handy. When we're short on time, spending a few extra dollars at the store might be worth it to stay on track with your fitness goals. Now, only you can answer that question. I can't answer it for you. Personally, I'll use these when I'm gone for the weekend. I'll stop at the store, pick up a couple things just to have enough food for like a day or two so I can kind of get past that lull of getting unpacked, getting back in the routine, and then I'll get to the store, do a big trip, meal prep, etc. right? But I use those pre-prepped items just to kind of get me through that gap there. Just so I'm not scrambling. I don't have to come home and prep for two hours. I can use the pre-prepped foods. Often I'll use a lot of salads during this time because I don't want to cook or have to worry about it. But using them when you have to can be a game changer and I really wouldn't rule them out for all the time. So there you have it. My six tried and true meal prep tips. I've tested and used these over the years to have healthy food to grab and go at a moment's notice. But at the end of the day, my final tip, number seven, if you will, is to just keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Swap out the seasonings, change how you're cooking. It can really create a whole new meal. A lot of times we're searching for these big hacks, tips, and tricks, and we just need to cook food that we enjoy that will keep us on track and moving towards our goals. It's just that simple. That brings us to our M-Powered Action for this week. Where do you fall in the meal prep spectrum? Do you like to have all of your meals completely done and portioned? Or are you someone who prefers to only plan and have the foods in the house and cook each day? There's a version of meal prep for everybody, where it's one or the other of these things or anywhere in the middle on that spectrum. Take time this week to evaluate where you can use some of the meal prep tips and techniques outlined in this episode to improve your own life. Write them down. Use them next week, if not this week, if you prep in the middle of the week. Sometimes I do. Use those tips. Create a meal prep that fits your life, not what a Pinterest board says it should look like. That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Feel Your Freedom podcast. As always, if you found this valuable and you know someone who would love this show, please, please share. It does help the show to grow uh, and just helps everyone grow as well in their own health and fitness journey. So without further ado, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fuel Your Freedom. Remember, this show is all about action. Now it's time to take what you've learned and implement it into your health and fitness journey or even just your life. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want more, don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms at Coach Emily Meyer and the podcast on Instagram at Fuel Your Freedom Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.